I'm David Enders, in for Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. We are coming to you on Saturday and Sunday as Israel's war in Gaza continues. Palestinian Christians began holding subdued Christmas celebrations as Israeli strikes in Gaza killed hundreds. The humanitarian situation in Gaza remains dire despite a UN resolution calling for more aid, and Christians in southern Lebanon prepared to celebrate elsewhere as fighting continued there. It's Sunday, December 24th. As we record this, it's 12 noon GMT. That's 2 p.m. in Gaza and 7 a.m. in Washington, D.C. Christians worldwide consider Bethlehem, in the occupied West Bank, to be the birthplace of Jesus Christ. But Palestinians this weekend mourn deaths in Gaza instead of celebrating a birth. Al Jazeera correspondent Mida Ibrahim spoke to some of them, including one woman whose family remains trapped in Gaza. Noha Tarazi hums along this traditional Christmas carol in the Lutheran church in Bethlehem. But her sister Elaine was buried under the rubble. She was taking refuge in the Greek Orthodox Church, Gaza's oldest Christian establishment. The church was hit in an Israeli bombing on October the 19th. My brothers went to Latin church, but two sisters went to the Greek Orthodox Church. The first shelling was to the Greek Orthodox. Born and raised in Gaza, Noha married a Palestinian from the occupied West Bank. Both her and her family need Israeli military permits to visit one another. Last time she was allowed into Gaza was six years ago. I don't accept myself to celebrate Christmas while my family are facing hell on earth. In the 79th day of the war in Gaza, Israeli strikes killed more than 200 people. In northern Gaza, Al Jazeera correspondent Anas al-Sharif reported from the scene as rescue workers continued to recover bodies from the rubble of destroyed buildings and prepared to bury them in a mass grave. After more than 20 days here in northern Gaza, civil defense teams were able to recover bodies of tens of people who were under the rubble of the houses and on the streets and roads. Civil defense teams were not able to reach them due to the presence of the occupation forces and occupation vehicles in these areas. Of course, there are still tens of others killed that the civil defense teams have not been able to reach in many areas here in the north of the Strip. A large number of these bodies have decomposed on the streets, on the roads and under the rubble of homes. Now, the teams are trying to bury them here in one of the spaces in this area. The United Nations Security Council passed a resolution on Friday calling for increased aid to Gaza, but a change in the humanitarian situation had yet to materialize. First of all, let's start with the inability to get any of those uh, trucks, humanitarian trucks, into the northern part as there are heavy Israeli military presence that prevents a crew member of honor one other international organization of delivering aid. That's Al Jazeera's Hani Mahmoud reporting from southern Gaza. Here in the southern part, there is zero safety uh, to guarantee the safety of a crew member on the ground as well. And logistically, it's impossible. We're talking about just a small number of trucks being allowed every day. What people are hoping for is a, a 
a more of like a, a, a permanent ceasefire that will allow them when they go out and get their food aid, they would be at least feeling a sense of safety and security, not under relentless bombardment. There is also a significant Christian population in southern Lebanon, where fighting continued between the Israeli military and Hezbollah, which entered the conflict after October 7th in support of Hamas. Some of the villages in this battleground are Christian-majority villages, people who will not be celebrating Christmas this year. You know, there's a lot of anger. Al Jazeera correspondent Zaina Khodr has reported regularly from the Lebanese-Israeli border since the fighting began. This is a deeply divided society, um, deeply politically polarized society, and many feel that Hezbollah took the decision to go to war with Israel, to join the battle, to help relieve pressure on its ally Hamas without consulting the state. And so they feel that they are paying the price. And that's The Take for Sunday, December 24th. This episode was produced, mixed, and hosted by me, David Enders, in for Malika Bilal, with Zaina Badr, Miranda Lynn, Amy Walters, Sariel Halili, Nagin Oliayi, Chloe K. Lee, Sonia Bagat, Ashish Malhotra, and Khaled Sultan. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. Please join us again tomorrow.